Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to be reading um, the scriptures to us. First Timothy. Just quickly open that. First Timothy 2, from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying and praying specifically for our dear man of God at this time. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things is what we're going to make for our dear man of God, Pastor Chris. You know, today's the global day of prayer and it's going to be 24 hours of prayer leading the whole world in prayers. Right now, we're going to pray, intercede for him. No render supplications, prayers, intercessions, give thanks for him. Kindly unmute your mic. We're going to be praying specifically for him. Pray for him intensely. Ela 
Lord is telling your word that we should count those who teach in the word are worthy of double honor. He said, Pray for me, pray for me, that I may preach this gospel by precursor on him that an utterance may be granted me. Even so, a dear man of God said to Ross at the IPPC 22. 2020, he said, Pray for me. Lord, you sent the man of God, Pastor Priest, to the world for such a time as this, as a prophet of our generation, oh God. Lord, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that he continually preaches the word with boldness. He continually declares the word with boldness. Hallelujah. And Mr. God, this man, this pandemic that is going on around the world. Likaba Satakabayam. Anisa, the frustrating influences of the Antichrist of God trying to walk his way into this into this generation. Likaba Satakabaya. When it's not yet his time of God. Lekaba Sondo Kobayaraba Sataya. Yes, the man of God, Pastor Chris, continually declares the word with boldness. Continually unraveled all their wickedness and evilness. Evil of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Leko Sonda Karabashende Kevarabo. Yes, that the man of God, hallelujah, is strong and very courageous in the face of staggering oppositions of God. That is daily granted utterance, hallelujah, utterance of God, by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, by the Yes, we bear the man of God in prayers. We bear him up, oh God. And we continually give thanks, oh God, for him. We continually give thanks for him, oh God. I miss everything that is going on in the world today. Lord, we thank you for our dear man of God, Pastor Chris. We thank you, oh God, because you have helped him to stand his ground. Hallelujah. You have helped him to be consistent over the years, oh God. And even at this time when many are losing their heads, oh God, we thank you, oh God, for your confidence, oh God, continually at work in him, oh God, the boldness of mind, the boldness of spirit, hallelujah, and the ever trust in your word, oh God, Lord, we thank you, we thank you, oh God, because we 
we are confident of this very thing, hallelujah, that this one thing of God that you have set a man of God to do at this time, he will fulfill it without reproach, hallelujah, and he continually dwells in your perfect will, hallelujah, fulfilling your purpose, oh God, and affecting the lives of the people around the world, hallelujah, five billion souls and more, hallelujah, five billion souls and more, and many will hear of him. Many will hear of him. Many will tune in to listen, oh God. Sakabaya. And the eyes where people, oh God, where their hearts were hiding against listening to him, oh God. Even in this global day of prayer, that ice is broken. Their hearts are melted. They will listen to him. They will look for him to listen to him. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that that purpose of God for which you have called him, oh God, to fulfill upon the earth will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, oh Lord, we thank you. We exalt your name, oh God, for you are God all by yourself, hallelujah. And you reign in the affairs of men. You reign in the affairs of men, oh God. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. As we go on within our day, throughout our day, continually be of the man of God in your prayers. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead uh, prayers today and to pray for our man of God specifically. Thank you very much, Ma. Over to you right now for the Rhapsody segment. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Thank you for a great time of prayer. Um, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening esteemed family from all around the world. Welcome to today's um, devotional time with the Lord. And thank you for praying for the man of God, Pastor Chris. Um, we're in a time when we are not ignorant of the scriptures. So to see a man of God come out get vaccinated and post it on social media. We know that the times that we're in are dark times. Um, Pastor Trusout said something. He said, if a, if a man of God went to the hospital as a man of God, it wasn't something he was proud about and he never posted it on social media. You didn't know how many times maybe your pastor had to go to the hospital to deal with a matter or the other. He didn't make it public in his work of faith. But now we see ministers of the gospel or people we knew as ministers of the gospel make social, make public this whole vaccine campaign, this whole COVID-19 thing to even think that it is not secret that the vaccine doesn't change anything. It doesn't stop the infection. It doesn't stop the spread. 
So aside that it questions the intelligence of man generally all around the world, because I went to school and you went to school, there are just some things that basic science from primary elementary school, there are just many things that do not hold water. So to think that people who we expected better from have decided to stand with the devil in his global campaign and agenda. You know the times that we're in and the ones who stand for the truth of God's word, we bear them up in prayer. So that prayer was for the man of God, Pastor Chris, and for men of God all around the world who stand for the truth. Using that opportunity, I'd like to invite everyone for Global Day of Prayer. There's so much that the devil wants to do in our world, but because we are here, he can't proceed. The church is the restraining force of evil. There's so much we're stopping him from doing. So join us today. Let us pray for the world. Let us bear up our nations, our people, our governments, our leaders in prayers, and let us make tremendous power available, dynamic in its working to cause changes in whatsoever direction that we want. 6 p.m. GMT plus one is 7 p.m. The details will be shared on the Inspired by the Word group. So when you see it, participate. Praise God. Today is Friday, 26th of March, 2021. And today's devotional article says, Clothed in glory. Romans 8 and verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he also called, whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Called, justified, glorified. Romans 8 and verse 30. How beautiful this is. We've been called justified and glorified your life is full of glory that's the reason you can manifest the glory of god is what he's called you to do but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a dedicated nation god's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light first peter 2 and verse 9 Amplified classic translation. Jesus said in John 17, 22, and the glory which thou givest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. It's important that you see yourself in this light. See yourself in and ask the glory of God. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the garden, their fall made them see that they were naked and they became ashamed and afraid. Genesis 3 and verse 7. When God called out to Adam in the garden, he replied, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Genesis 3 and verse 10. The Lord's response to him was, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Genesis 3 and verse 11. Adam saw his guilt and his shame, but that's not what God saw. 
that, but that's not what God wants you to see. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The word behold is the Greek idu, which is akin to the Hebrew word chaza. It means to become spiritually aware, to see and come alive to what you see. God wants you to see that you are clothed with glory. You were born to reign and manifest the glory of the kingdom of God in the earth. Romans 8 and verse 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creature, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. What a life. The same way Jesus came to the earth to express God and manifest his glory, you've been chosen of God to show forth his glory. You've been chosen to display God. You've been chosen to display God. You've been chosen. You've been called to display God. Read Colossians 1, 22, 27 rather. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of, his, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This means glory has been realized. Therefore, see that you've been glorified. There's no reason to be afraid or run from God. He's taking away all guilt, reproach, shame from your life. He's justified you. Now he wants you to live as his glorified one in his righteousness as a champion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One thing in life that we must all do consciously and repeatedly is forgive ourselves. I mean, you forgiving you. In your Christian journey, you may make certain mistakes. It may be very embarrassing. It may be very hurtful. And it can make you resent yourself, make you very angry with yourself. Especially when you think about the expectations of the Lord and of others from you. But no matter what happens, know that God made provision for every error. He said he's taking away all guilt, reproach and shame. If he's taking it away, don't stay with it. Don't hold on to it. The tool that the enemy uses for many Christians is guilt consciousness. And as long as you hold on to it, he uses it against you. It deals with you in your mind, makes you see what he wants you to see and keeps you where he wants you to be. Guard your heart, the Bible says, with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Don't stay with the guilt. There's somebody here. You lost your child. And you haven't recovered from it. You blame yourself for it. And you have refused to forgive yourself. 
there's something about looking backwards. Maybe much later for those of you who are gonna go out today, try looking backwards and moving forward. Look backwards and move forward. You're gonna have an accident because you cannot look backwards moving forward. And God is asking me to tell you here, let the past be past. Stop looking backwards. You never make progress forward if you keep looking backwards. Whatever has to happen, God is not counting it against you. You say, how did I get so messed up? How did I get to this point where I let myself lose? How did I go on this path? How did I let people take advantage of me? Many hows, many whys. But remember today's Rhapsody. There's no reason to be afraid or run from God because that's always the end point. So a lot of times you don't even feel like praying. You don't feel like talking to God because you feel that God is angry with you. See, brothers and sisters, who have been listening to the messages, the message series, Changing Hopeless Situation, which another name for it is Understanding Righteousness. Make it a lesson for yourself. When you understand the righteousness of God, nothing holds you down. Nothing you go through. You know, when I sit and then maybe a news comes or a matter comes and they say, ah, this person did this, or this person said this, or this person reported you to this person, or, or whatever the matter. The only thing that comes to my mind at that point is, oh, really? Can only work together for my good. Even when that call comes and say, Amarak, you are in trouble, this, 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 this. Hey, you did this. How dare you? Jarai. You know, across the phone, with all the shouts, with everything, in my heart, I'm remorseful, though, especially if I, I were wrong. I'm remorseful. Don't get me wrong. And I would apologize if I need to apologize, where I need to apologize. But deep down in my heart, I'm unblameable. I'm irreprovable, I'm irreproachable. It can only work together for my good. It's a mentality, it's a mindset. You see, the thing about the word of God, it gives you a mindset. A mindset is a fixed mental attitude that determines how you will respond in every given situation. Nothing will happen as long as we're in this world. There's nothing will happen that will make God give up on you. If God is not going to give up on you, make up your mind that you will never give up on yourself. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much, Ma. God will never give up on me, so I'm not going to give up on myself. Thank you so much, Ma, for that ministration is always always so delightful to hear you minister to us every morning good morning everyone good afternoon good evening depending on where you're connecting from i'm going to be taking the further study thank you so much esteemed sister maka for this wonderful opportunity 
We're reading from First Peter 2, 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Second Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Right now we're going to be taking the confession together. It's displayed on the screen. Please don't unmute your mic. Just repeat after me where you are. Have been chosen of God to show forth his glory. Therefore, I see myself in the glory, walking in the glory and displaying God's righteousness to my world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your kind attention. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on where you're connecting from around the world. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Today, I'm reading the book we're reading the New Testament Bible reading and um, we'll be reading the, the message translation. It's been an interesting read. Um, and I say thank you for everyone that's been consistent and congratulations for keep on being consistent. Today we're reading Luke chapter 6 and from verse 17. It says, you are blessed. Just say to yourself, I am blessed. Verse 17 says, coming down off the mountain with them, he stood on a plain surrounded by disciples and was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside town of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Then he spoke. You are blessed when you have lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You are blessed when you, have ravenously, when you are ravenously hungry. Then you are ready for the messianic meal. You are blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and that the person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb if you like, for even though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds and know that you are in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this. Praise God. The caption, give away your life. But it's, but it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you ever get. And it's trouble ahead if you are satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. And it's trouble ahead if you think life, life's all fun and games. 
there's suffering to be met and you are going to meet it. Verse 26, there's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrels, scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your tax is to be true, not popular. I'll say that again. Your tax is to be true, not popular. To you who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirts, gives wrapped your best clothes, your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit for tat stuff. Live generously. And just say to yourself, I live generously. Verse 31, here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run of the mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Guardian varsity sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbrokers does that. I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You will never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us, generously and graciously. Even when we are at our worst, our Father is kind. You be kind. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You will find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You will find life giving back. But not merely giving back. Giving back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. He quoted a proverb. Can a blind man guide a blind man? Won't they both end up in the ditch? Any apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly snare on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? Is this I know better than you mentality again? Playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your own part. Wipe that ugly snare off your face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. The caption, I hope I'm not over The caption, walk the words into your life. Verse 43. You don't get warmy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. 
you must begin with your own life-giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir. And that's right, sir. But never doing a thing, I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your lives. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. If you walk the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river bust its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't walk them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. And may the Lord bless this reading in our hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for a wonderful opportunity to share God's word with you. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day. Right now, hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Brother Zay. Thank you, everyone, for connecting again this morning. We are now in the Old Testament of our Bible reading plan. And we're in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Wow, we're making progress. Praise God. Big thank you to esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. So from verse 1, the caption is the charge. Moses went on and addressed these words to all Israel. He said, I am 120 years old today. I can't get about as I used to. And God told me, you're not going to cross this Jordan River. God, your God, will cross the river ahead of you and destroy the nations in your path so that you may oust them. And Joshua will cross the river before you as God said he would. You know, let me quickly bring something to our notice. One thing I noticed is that God had already told Moses that he wouldn't cross the river years before now. But after God told Moses, Moses didn't rebel. He still continued in the path, knowing that at the end he won't get to the promised land. But he still continued obeying God. He didn't rebel. That was no wonder God said he is the meekest man on earth at that time. Praise God. I learned something big from that. So I read on from verse 3. God, your God, will cross the river ahead of you and destroy the nations in your path so that you may oust them. And Joshua will cross the river before you as God said he would. God will give the nations the same treatment he gave the kings of the Amorites, Sihon and Og, and their land. He will destroy them. God will hand the nations over to you, you and you will treat them exactly as I have commanded you. Verse 6, be strong, take courage. Don't be intimidated 
Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Then Moses summoned Joshua. He said to him, with all Israel watching, be strong. Take courage. You will enter the land with these people. This land that God promised their ancestors that he would give them. You will make them the proud possessors of it. God is striding ahead of you. He is right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Don't be intimidated. Don't worry. Hallelujah. So verse 9, Moses wrote out this revelation and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the chests of the covenant of God and to all the leaders of Israel. And they gave these orders. At the end of every seven years, the year all debts are cancelled. During the pilgrim festival of Boots, when everyone in Israel comes to appear in the presence of God, your God, at the place he designates, read out this revelation to all Israel. With everyone listening, gather the people together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living among you, so they can listen well, so they may learn to live in holy awe before God, your God, and diligently keep everything in this revelation. And do this so that there are children who don't yet know all this will also listen and learn to live in holy awe before God, your God. For as long as you live on the land that you are crossing over the Jordan to possess, God spoke to Moses, you are about to die. So call Joshua, meet me in the tent of meeting so that I can commission. So Moses and Joshua went and stationed themselves in the tent of meeting. God appeared, appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud. The cloud was near the entrance of the tent of meeting. God spoke to Moses, you are about to die and be buried with your ancestors. You will no sooner be in the grave than these people will be up and lost after the foreign gods of this country that they are entering. They will abandon me and violate my covenant that I have made with them. I will get angry. Oh, so angry. I will walk off and leave them on their own. Won't so much as look back at them. Then many calamities and disasters will devastate them because they are defenseless. They will say, isn't it because our God wasn't here that all this evil has come upon us, but I will stay out of their lives. Keep looking the other way because of all their evil. They took up, they took up with other gods. Verse 19. But for right now, copy down this song and teach the people of Israel to sing it by heart. They will have it when they will have it then as my witness against them. When I bring them into the land that I promised to their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they eat and become full and get fat and then begin fooling around with other gods and worshiping them. And then things start falling apart. Many terrible things happen. This song will be there with them as a witness to who they are and what went wrong. The children won't forget this song. They will be singing it. Don't think I don't know what they are already scheming to do. And they are not even in the land yet. This land I promised them. <laughs> So Moses wrote down this song that, that very day and taught it to the people of Israel. Then God commanded Joshua, son of Nun, saying, Be strong, take courage. You will lead the people of Israel into the land I promised to give them, and I'll be right there with you. After Moses had finished writing down the words of this revelation in a book, write down 
right down to the last word, the other delivered. We are responsible for carrying the chest of covenant of God, saying, take this book of Revelation and place it alongside the chest of the covenant of God, your God. Keep it there as a witness. And know what rebels you are, how stubborn and willful you can be. Even today, while I'm still alive and present with you, you're rebellious against God. How much worse when I've died? So gather the leaders and of the tribes and the officials here. I have something I need to say directly to them with heaven and earth as witnesses. I know that after I die, you're going to make a mess of things, abandoning the way I commanded, inviting all kinds of evil consequences in the days ahead. You're determined to do evil in defiance of God. I know you are deliberately provoking his anger by what you do. So with everyone in Israel gathered and listening, Moses taught them the words of this song from start to finish. Praise be unto God. So I now hand, hand over to esteemed Amara to take us through the song in chapter 32. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you also, Brother Jose. Um, so we're going to read chapter 32 at this moment. Listen, heavens, I have something to tell you. Attention, earth, I've got a mouthful of words. My teaching, let it fall like a gentle rain. My words arrive like morning dew, like a sprinkling rain on new grass, like spring showers on the garden. For it's God's name I'm preaching. Respond to the greatness of our God. The rock, his works are perfect. And the way he works is fair and just. A God you can depend upon. No exceptions. A straight arrow God. His messed up, mixed up children. His non-children throw mud at him. But none of it sticks. Don't you realize it is God you are treating like this? This is crazy. Don't you have any sense of reverence? Isn't this your father who created you, who made you and gave you a place on earth? Read up on what happened before you were born. Dig into the past, understand your roots. Ask your parents what it was like before you were born. Ask the old ones, they'll tell you a thing or two. When the high God gave the nations their stake, gave them their place on earth, he put each of the peoples within boundaries under the care of divine guardians. But God himself took charge of his own people, took Jacob on his own as his personal concern. He found him out in the wilderness, in an empty windswept wasteland. He threw his arms around him, lavished attention on him, guarding him as the apple of his eyes. I hope that you know that we're reading about you. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, teaching them to fly. God alone led him. There was not a foreign God in sight. God lifted him onto the hilltops so he could feast on the crops of the field. He fed him honey from the rock, oil from granite crags, cords of cattle and the milk of sheep, the choice cords of lambs and goats, fine Bashan rams, high quality wheat, and the blood of grapes. You drank good wine. Jeshurun put on weight and buckled. You got fat, became obese, a tub of lard. He abandoned the God who made him. 
he mocked the rock of his salvation. They made him jealous with their foreign newfangled gods and with obscenities, they vexed him too. They vexed him no end. They sacrificed to no god demons, gods they knew nothing about. The latest in gods, fresh from the market, gods your ancestors would never call gods. You walked out on the rock who gave you your life, forgot the birth god who brought you into the world. God saw it and turned on his heel. Angered and hurt by his sons and daughters, he said, from now on I'm looking the other way. Wait and see what happens to them. Oh, they are turned around, upside down generation. Who knows what they'll do from one moment to the next. They've goaded me with their no gods, infuriated me with their hot air, hot air gods. I'm going to go them with a no people, with a whole nation incense them. My anger started a fire, a wildfire burning deep down in Shuel, then shooting up and devouring the earth and its crops, setting all the mountains from bottom to fire, on fire, from bottom to top on fire. I'll pile catastrophes on them. I'll shoot my arrows at them. Starvation, blistering heat, killing disease. I'll send um, snarling, snarling wild animals to attack from the forest and venomous creatures to strike from the doors, killing in the streets, terrors, terror in the houses, young men and virgins alike struck down. And yes, breastfeeding babies and gray-haired old men. I could have said, I'll hack them to pieces, wipe out all trace of them from the earth, except that I feared the enemy would grab the chance to take credit for all of it. Crawling, crawling, look what we did. God had nothing to do with this. They are a nation of, of ninnies. They don't know en enough to come in out of the ring. If they had any sense at all, they will know this. They will see what's coming down the road. How could one soldier chase a thousand enemies off? Or two men run off 2,000? Unless their rock had sold them. Unless God had given them away. For their rock is not in compared to our rock. Even our enemies say that. They are a vine that comes right out of Sodom, who they are is rooted in Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison grapes. Their grape clusters bitter. Their wine is rattlesnake venom mixed with lot of cobra poison. Don't you realize that I have, I have my shelves well stocked, locked behind iron doors. I'm in charge of vengeance and payback, just waiting for them to spill up. And the day of their doom is just around the corner, sudden and swift and sure. Sudden and swift and sure. Yes, God will judge his people, but oh, how compassionately he'll do it when he sees their weakened plight and there is no one left, slave or free. He will say, so where are their gods? The rock in which they sort of sought refuge, the gods who feasted on the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them show their stuff and help you. Let them give you a hand. Do you see it now? Do you see that I'm the one? Do you see that there, there's no other God beside me? I bring death and I give life. I wound and I heal. There is no getting away from or around me. I raise my hand in solemn oath. I say, I'm always around. But that very life, I, by that very life, I promise. When I sharpen my lightning sword and execute judgment, I take vengeance on my enemies and pay back those who hate me. I'll make my arrows drunk with blood. My sword will gorge itself on flesh, feasting on slain and captive alike, the proud and vain enemy corpse. 
celebrate nations, join the praise of his people. He avenges the death of his servants, pays back his enemies with vengeance and cleanses his land for his people. Moses came and recited all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. He and Joshua, the son of Nun, when Moses had finished saying all those words to all Israel, he said, take to heart all those words to which I give witness today and urgently command your children to put them into practice. Every single word of this revelation. Yes, this is no small matter for you. It's your life. In keeping this word, you have a good and long life in this land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. That same day, God spoke to Moses, climbed the Abarim mountains to Mount Nebo in the land of Moab, looking, overlooking Jericho and viewed the land of Canaan that I'm giving the people of Israel to have and hold. Die on the mountain that you climb and join your people in the ground, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and joined his people. This is because you broke faith with me in the company of the people of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You didn't honor my holy presence in the company of the people of Israel. You look at the land spread out before you, but you won't enter it. This land that I'm giving to the people of Israel. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's so much from the New Testament to the Old Testament. And I really ask that we take time to go through that, especially that New Testament, that Luke 6, that Brother Jose read. There are so many life lessons in that particular chapter. For time, I may not be able to go into most of the things that I would have wanted to share, but there's just something I see in the character of Moses, Brother John actually pointed one. But I see that from the time that God told Moses that he was not going to enter into the land of Canaan, Canaan I see that Moses didn't make an attempt to appeal to God. Because there are many times God wanted to destroy the children of Israel, but Moses appealed and God listened to him. Moses wasn't ready to appeal. And in this matter, the matter didn't change because he did not cause a change. I said that to say that there are many things that most of us think that it's up to God, but until you are ready for a change, it's not going to change. Um, find time to read through the scriptures again and the spirit of God will minister to you for the sake of time. There's so much I want to share that um, I'll probably share at another time. So I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins, who would um, take us through the um, Pauline affirmation. Brother Martins, over to you. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Good morning. We're taking our Pauline affirmation this morning, and the Pauline affirmation will be on the screen from now. We start our affirmation by by saying our name, my name is to say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Hallelujah. Okay, um, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute at this time as we take our affirmation. I'm waiting for you to come on the screen before we start. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're taking our permission at the count of three. If you haven't, uh, we need to start now. One, two, three. 
My name is Martin Smithy. I have the word of knowledge of Christ. Hello, Brother Martins, the affirmation is not on the screen. Can we put it up on the screen so that everybody can have it? Not everybody has it personally with them. But this is not online. Is there any other any of us that can project it? It's online. Okay, thank you so much. So, by Martins, let's go again. I have a spirit of Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So let's now get ready for the communion. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Get your communion materials ready. And um, you know the power of the communion. And we don't take the communion in vain. Every day something is happening. If for anything, something is happening in your body, just know, just know something is happening in your body every day that you take the communion. It's like a drug that goes into your system and corrects a lot. First Corinthians 11, 23, for I receive of the Lord that
Ma, you're muted. Okay. Okay, I'm not sure what's happening. It's muting me. Okay. Um, First Corinthians 11, 23, for I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you, just doing remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to remember what you did for us and to take advantage of it. Thank you, because as we break this bread, we affirm that we enjoy all the benefits of Christianity, all the benefits, all the blessings of your death, your, your burial, your resurrection, your ascension, and your glorification. We enjoy our lives on earth, irrespective of what is happening. We are on top, we are above, and we always win. In Jesus' name, amen. Please break the bread and take it. Verse 25. After the same manner also he took the cup when he has stopped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after so you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shoot the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the New Testament sealed with the blood of Jesus. Even as this cup is taken into our system right now, it goes into our bloodstream. If there's anyone in need of a miracle for their health, if there's anyone that needs a change in blood type, Whatever that miracle, as long as it has to do with their health, I declare even now, O oh God, in agreement with the brethren that are here, that as we take this cup, it goes into the bloodstream and corrects whatever needs to be corrected, making the desired changes in our health in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please take the cup. I'd like to say thank you to all of our co-hosts for the blessing that you are and for daily blessing us with the investment of your personality. Thank you so much, esteemed family, joining us every day, praying with us, listening as we share the word and then, you know, sharing your testimonies to it us have been inspiring and um, exciting. Thank you so much. We love you. And I know that you love us too. <laughs> all right, let's share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. And surely, Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Thank you very much. We love you. I love you. I love you too.